Sugar and Dread podcast. First yeah. name Sugar. Second name Dread. Inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we are here. We're back like we never left. We've got a top five for you today. Top yeah. five book recommendations to That's get right. you through the winter. That's right. And we've also got some poems for you. I've got mm. a poem from Sharon Olds and Gabriel will have a poem from Jacob Sam LaRose. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, follow us on Twitter at mm-hmm. Sugar and Dread. Yeah, and also, uh, yeah, leave us a review, like, subscribe, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, Spotify right, as right. well. Um, do it all. Yeah, Gabriel. Yeah, what's man saying? Me, me, me. I'm, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, I've been. I've spent the last a few evenings of mine in in rehearsal um over mm. on yeah over zoom um for for a reading of henry the 8th by um by mm. william shakespeare um it's cool it's cool um i didn't expect i didn't expect my character to like be in in the in the show like that i didn't expect him to have such a presence and so a lot of my evenings have been have been spent in front of a screen um which is a bit um more so more so kind of sunday and and like what was it was it monday i can't remember i can't remember um but yeah yeah that's it it's as of when you're as as of when you're listening to this now it's it's gonna be online it's gonna be online um yeah head to the head to the show must go online um because yeah that's where that's where it is um and then you might you might see me you might see me doing a doing a little something something um she's yeah but yeah yeah that's that's that that's that other than that though, i'm good i'm good um how are you doing yo i'm here i'm about mm. i'm alive um Thank God. yeah man yeah i think mm. i'm i'm good i'm alive i'm living um yeah. <laughs> that's that's it uh fighting i don't know if if i owe anybody emails um i apologize um the spirit of procrastination shall be ended soon um i don't know why i'm confessing to you lot or in public that's getting cut yeah man i'm all right i'm kind of yeah i don't know i don't know i'm not bad uh Mm. i can't say i'm good um i'm just i'm out here in it i'm doing i'm doing a lot i'm just we're moving we're moving yeah we're moving um Cool. Should we should we get into our top five? Let's go, man. Cool. So the top five this week is top five book recommendations to mm-hmm. get you through the winter. Yep. Um, I guess these are in an order, but they're kind of they're not in an order. Mm. Um, 
yeah, I've got a few honorable mentions. Uh, first honorable mention, Homegoing by Yar Gayasi. Mm-hmm. Really, really good book. Um, really, really enjoyable read. Um, and the way that it kind of travels through history or travels through time and then you end up at the past and kind of following the, the generations moving through moving through time is is brilliant. Another honourable mention is Bloodchild by Octavia Butler. Mm. Um, also, uh, I recommend the one with, um, she's got an article in it called Furore Scribendi. As a writer, I feel like it should be essential reading for any writer. Um, shout out Ari Villanueva again, in it because it was his recommendation, wasn't it? That particular yes, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yes, he yes. recommended um, Bloodchild by Octavia Butler. Mm. Um, so so yeah, and definitely that article as well. Uh, Furore Scribendi, um, mm. big big recommendation uh, to that one. And also my final uh, honorable mention is The Giver by Lois Lowry, which I read the other day and mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Cool. In at number five. Yes. I have The Fisherman by Chigozi Obioma. Mm-hmm. Now, this book is incroyable. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. It's... Ugh. I don't know how to do these kind of these bursts because these are recommendations. So yeah. I'm not trying to spoil them for you. Um, it was a general but synopsis, I think, but like a spoiler free thing in it, but like a very brief one. Yeah. There's mysticism here. Um, it's set in Western Nigeria and it's the story of these brothers. They're not supposed to go fishing in a particular place. Okay. And so, you know, if they're not supposed to go fishing in a particular place. They're definitely going to go fishing in that exact place. Yeah. <laughs> and the way the, where the story travels, um, the beauty of the writing, um, the way that your heartstrings are played like an absolute violin. Magnificent. <laughs> that is my number five. The only reason it's not higher is because I want you to have put some things higher than it because I, I want you to laugh this winter. It's, yes. Times are hard enough as it is. So let me, <laughs> let me, let me also put in some light stuff. Yeah. And with that said, in at number four, I've got This Is Going To Hurt by Adam K. Bruv, this was like very rarely um or this this is like a bestseller um if you go to waterstones you'll see it on like the on the shelves and stuff and um i think as like poets or people who read and stuff is very easy to kind of dismiss those kinds of books um because like oh they're popular so let's turn our nose up at them but yeah this is going to hurt is 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 hilarious man it's brilliant yeah. it's uh it's really funny um, it's really, really jokes. It, it's about um, a junior doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just the story of a, a junior doctor and just sort of some of the things that he 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 goes through. Yeah, you know it's real because it's 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 too much to even be fiction because <laughs> for, for someone to make those things up, they would have to be mad. Um, mm. And yeah, it it again it, it does have that emotional punch um, yeah. as much as it is comedy. Um, because it's because it's a real story so there there is mm-hmm. there's going to be real things in there but um it is a beautiful read and it is really really enjoyable so i do recommend that as winter reading 
In at number three, I've got The Prophet by Khalil. Well, I've got The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Yes. I just recommend this book all the time. Each chapter is is the, these people talking to the prophet. And so they ask the prophet, you know, like, what do you have to say about joy? What do you have to say about love? What do you have to say about this? What do you have to say about this? Mm. Um, and then the prophet talks to them about those things. And mm-hmm. it's it's just edifying. Um, If you want to be edified this winter, then read The Prophet. Um, And I feel like we should all want to be edified at all times. So I I recommend The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Yes. In at number two, Mm -hmm. I have Half of a Yellow Sun by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Yeah. This, um, the power of, of writing and the power of literature is to tell stories and to make stories real. There's a lot that research can do. Um, yeah. And there's a lot that research can do to help us understand things. But it's the novelists, it's the writers, it's the poets, it's those people that can help us feel things. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, Half of a Yellow Sun is that. And I think for me, it was it, this is the book that helped me to feel the Biafran War and the Nigerian Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think with everything kind of going on um, or everything that's been brought to kind of news outlets and, and publicized and talked about and, and kind of the discourse that is now going um, mm-hmm. outside of Nigeria, about Nigeria, um, I think this is a very important read um, mm-hmm. because it, it helps you feel that context a little bit more. Yeah. In at number one, I have Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Mm. This book, man, this book is is one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite books. I've lent it to uh my mum, my auntie, mm-hmm. my nan, my brother. Like I've just I've just been like, read this book. I think it's funny. Um yeah. it's it's topical. His life is mad. Um he has a very unique perspective. Um, just because he's he's where he's from and like the amount of languages that he speaks, I think he's very um humble as well. Mm-hmm. There's a an acknowledgement of his privilege in the context that he's in. Yeah. Um and like how just how yeah, just and that relationship and that dialogue. Um yeah, and his his whole life situation, it's just really interesting. And there's certain things in that book, man, like I was crying laughing. Like I had tears in my eyes. I was laughing like living yai water was coming out of my eyes and it was it was brilliant. Um it's it's um, it's uplifting. It makes you think. Um it makes you feel you want to cry because you're laughing and because you're sad. Um yeah. and for that reason I I that's my number one recommendation to get you through this winter is mm. Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Um Great. Cool. Let me let me run it back. Yeah. In at number five, I had The Fisherman by Chigozi Obioma. In mm. at number four, I had This Is Going to Hurt by Adam Kay. In yeah. at number three, I had The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. In mm-hmm. at number two, I had Half of a Yellow Sun by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And mm-hmm. in at number one, I had Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Fantastic. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. That's a that's a that's a good list, fam. That's a good list. Um, I will add it to my to my ever growing ever growing reading list. Anyway, anyway, let me let me reel off my let me reel off my um my honorable mentions because some of them some of them I've read and I'm just like yeah, but 
others deserve like pride of place in the in the top in the top fives um the lord of the rings series um and yeah that there's there's a reason why i put the whole series there in it that's that's a lot of that's a lot of book uh, <laughs> um the silmarillion also um also by jrr tolkien um if you love the fantasy world building there's the idiot by um by fyodor dostoevsky there's the brothers karamazov by also by dostoevsky um you've got dune by frank herbert notes from the underground also dostoevsky um you've got uh night sky with exit wounds i don't know why i hesitated when i was staring at the word right there um and a cartographer maps the way to zion in at number five um we've got the leviathan by by thomas hobbes um this is this is one of the texts that i read um during my during my philosophy degree and i was like yeah okay this this guy's spitting still um (laughs) the leviathan by thomas hobbes yes yes we read the same leviathan Yes, we did. We did. Please go off, go off, go off, go off. Okay, sorry, okay, sorry. Okay. I'm. I was not expect. Okay, go on. <laughs> I'm just paying attention. I'm paying. I'm paying attention. Oi. So when I, when I said he's when I said he's spitting right when I said he's spitting I meant in terms. I'm thinking not. I don't necessarily agree. Um, ab- that about the states. I think the what the states of nature that he refers to is uh, is hypothetical. But I think his assessment of of human nature and what human beings are like is is pretty much is is is, is pretty much there. I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a pessimist. It's a worthwhile read. It's a worthwhile read, and it and I think it shaped. I think it it, it to an extent it kind of shaped my my. I don't want to say it shaped my politics in it because then it sounds like and it sounds like I'm advocating for totalitarianism. And I hear your disapproval in your voice, so please. The streets have heard you say that yeah. I don't agree with most of the book, and simultaneously you have said he's spitting still. Um, <laughs> to say that someone is spitting, but then to also say that you disagree with most of the book, to me, I don't need to say anything more than that. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Um, oh dear. So yeah. So so yeah. But please continue. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. My number four is um, the Prophet by Khalid Gibran. Is definitely, I think, especially in these times, it's it's it can be a source of real comfort. Um, and the more I read about Gibran, actually, the more the more I liked about him. And I think he was he was my introduction to to a world of a world of many many writers. Um, yeah so my number three is a uh, hundred years of solitude by gabriel garcia marquez you just we kind of go through this century of like this this family and their and their kind of nonsense and their trials and tribulations and it feels it feels very much like the book of genesis where like you're like raw like this this is there's so much scandal uh, but there's also so much hope and there's also so much like amazing th- it's it, yeah um and then i'm not i'm not going to talk about how the book ends but um what but it, it, there's a lot of it about like the colonial um and like the post colonial history of colombia um and kind of of south america in general that you that you, that can be like gleaned from this book it kind of it feels like a parable um for it it feels like a parable 
um and and magical realism we love we love some magical realism my number two is plato's republic um there are a number of there are a number of plato's that i could have that i could have put on this list um but i put the republic because the republic is probably my favorite of them um or probably my most in, or probably the one that's had like the most personal influence on me yeah it's got all your all your favorite all your favorites in it like it's got the analogy of the cave and it's got the it's got the it's not got the charioteer no it does have the charioteer it's got the cave and it's got the charioteer very very briefly because that's like mostly in the in the phaedrus um it's got it's got the the ring of gaiges it's got the it's got the myth of air you know what i mean like yeah all these all these analogies that so that Socrates is slinging out to illustrate his um to illustrate um and my number one is uh Saint Augustine's Confessions it's basically um, the memoirs of um of uh Augustine of Hippo um who was uh who was a bishop a North African bishop from the is it the third century or the fourth I think it's the fourth century because it was the threes yeah yeah so from the fourth century he's very like candid and very honest about his his personal kind of journey from from being a from being a bad youth to to um being a to becoming a bishop that's that's my number one um i'm going to run my i'm going to run my top five back uh so number five is the leviathan by thomas hobbes number four is the prophet by khalil gibran uh number three is hundred years of solitude by gabriel garcia marquez uh number two is the republic by plato and number one is the confessions by saint augustine of hippo fantastic yes shall we get into some poems <laughs> yes let's go poems, poems, poems. uh the poem that i am going to read this week is by sharon olds and it is called last look mm-hmm In the last minute of our marriage, I looked into his eyes. All that day until then, I had been comforting him for the shock he was in at his pain. The act of leaving me took him back to his own early losses. But now it was time to go beyond comfort to part. And his eyes seemed to me still like the first ocean wherein the blue-green algae came into their early language, his sea-wide iris still essential for me with the depths in which our firstborn and then our second had turned on the sides of their tongues, the taste buds for the moon-bland nectar of our milk, our milk. In his gaze, rooms of the dead, halls of loss, fog emerald, driven dirty rice snow he was in there somewhere i looked for him and he gave me the gift he let me in knowing he would never once in this world or in any other have to do it again and i saw him not as he really was i was still without the strength of anger but i saw him see me even now that dropping down into trust affection in his gaze and i held it some seconds quiet and I said goodbye, and he said goodbye, and I closed my eyes and rose up out of the passenger seat in a spiral like someone coming up out of a car gone off a bridge into deep water, 
-hmm. and two and three Septembers later, and even the September after that, that September in New York, I was glad I had looked at him. And when I told a friend how glad I'd been, she said, maybe it's like with the families of the dead, even the families of those who died in the towers that need to see the body no longer inhabited by what made them the one we loved. Somehow it helps to say goodbye to the actual. And mm. I saw again how blessed my life has been. First to have been able to love, then to have the parting now behind me and not to have lost him when the kids were young and the kids now not at all to have lost him and not to have lost him when he loved me and not to have lost someone who could have loved me for life. Mm. That is Last Look by Sharon Olds. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. Why did you why did you share this poem with us? I don't know. This this collection, Stag's Leap, is uh essentially about her divorce um from her her longtime partner. It's just it's just very mad. I think the way that she explores leaving in this poem. Um, and kind of how you can sort of look at someone or or see sort of have loved someone so much that you're able to kind of look at them and like mm. know what's going on inside um even to the point where you're parting where you're leaving um but also the necessity for that as well um and the way that she explores um the ending of her relationship as as a death um and the kind of the comparative the way that it is that but it's not um there's the pain attached to it but it's also um the way that she's she's accepting of it um mm -hmm. and the way that she's thankful that it's happened the way that it has happened um and i think even the kind of the metaphor at the end with like the friend who talks about it like being needing to see the body of, of someone who's died. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, just the whole exploration of a look um, and and that look and how she's grateful for that look. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the way that moments are like so big mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's odd, like it's, that thing that she saw would have been a split second. Do you know what I mean? Or it, it would have been a moment. Um, and this one moment is so, so important and so grounding and so consequential for years to come. Um, and it could have not been had and it could have been, been missed or not happened. Um, and I think, just the way that she's able to kind of capture that as well um, and speak to to the importance of that moment. Um, I just really enjoyed. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, the image of um, the image of the body um, of uh, seeing the body or kind of see or treating the end of the of the relationship like the oh gosh, well, I'm, I'm really bumping into everything. Treating the end of a relationship like um, like a death right and yeah there's the desire to see the body I think what's an, something the thing that really caught me in that particular one is referencing the families of those who died in the towers um because 
yeah, if I remember correctly, like for a lot of people, there was no body um, to return to. And so there's there's the there's the desire yes but i wonder if um i think there's there's some, there's something to the use of that of that particular instance in the example um perhaps this is suggesting that there is no body to revisit um as much as that uh, um i think it speaks to like kind of what you're saying is not everybody gets to do this yeah um, because yeah because because she she did have the look so she did kind of she did yeah. get to see um and it's it's like that need to see the body no longer inhabited by one moment but it helps to say goodbye to the actual mm-hmm. um and so i guess that kind of what you're saying in terms of the opportunity would speak to the um and i saw again how blessed my life has been um mm-hmm. and it's that kind of that yeah. um appreciation even even though that moment um, must have been so traumatic for those families, um, she's kind of stepping away and saying, well, you know, I'm grateful that I even got to have that moment. That's um, true. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's, it kind of speaks more to her sort of being able to step away and be thankful um, or show a, a kind of a, a gratitude in an, mm. um, yeah um yeah yeah a th- yeah a thankfulness for what's for what's been there isn't there isn't like a a bitterness hanging hanging there um yeah i really like the um yeah i just i really i really like i really like the way sharon olds writes i'm a fan of the image the imagery in this poem as well um what's it, the 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 green blue algae came came into their early language um his sea wide iris still essential for me with the depths in the I think there is there's something about the thing the thing that you love in the person in the person at least in this poem didn't go um as much as as much as the relationship ended for what for whatever reason I think this is just a I think I find it an interesting poem um it's funny because I woke up this morning and the timeline um on Twitter was talking about heartbreak um, and <laughs> heartbreak will have you. What was one of them? One of the tweets was like heartbreak will like, they stopped wearing glasses because, because of heartbreak. Cause what did they ever need to see again? And I was just <laughs> like, I was like, Twitter is actually free. Like Twitter is a hundred percent free. Um, but yeah, I think I look at this poem um, and yeah, like heartbreak is heartbreak, isn't it? Divorce is is divorce, and yeah. I think it's it's just really um, this whole con- collection, really. But to be able to step away and the way that she kind of uh, gets through the mire of these kind of emotions in these moments with such specificity um, is what's really quite mad. And to like to be so specific to kind of get into this into the depths of this and into the moment of a look um in the last minute of our marriage like that like do you know what i mean like there's so that's the first line mm. and that's kind of an opening line that even in discussing it we've kind of dismissed yeah um, but it's it's in the last minute of our marriage i looked into his eyes and there's so much 
that must be going on or have that has gone on to get to the last minute of a marriage. Um, but I think the amazingness of, of, of the poem and of the collection is like to be able to stop in these, like the way that she's been able to kind of go back in these moments and like stop and talk and articulate um, and, and get in there and say things. Um, Mm. Yeah. It's, it's just, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, So yeah. So that's last look by Sharon Olds. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah. My turn. Uh, the poem I've chosen for today is Alpha by Jacob Samler Rose. You want to be him. Him with the mirror shine shoes. Him with the jacket and smile. Perfect slabs of enamel. You want his tussled coiffure, not a hair out of place. You wonder if he's ever suffered rebellious cuticles or feet that sweat, a niggling pain in his left knee. Him with the lips and shark fin jaw. You ache to be him. Him with the ripped deltoids and pecs. Him with the extra legroom. Him with the watch and the bottle. The body cut from stone. You'd like to zip yourself into him. To put him on and never take him off. To tell stories of the sex you had last night as him. Which will be believed in his name. For him, heads will turn. Eyes will catch and breath will be unlatched. He who can enter any home unchallenged. He who wears everything well. Who finishes first. Well-fed and satisfied. That's Alpha by Jacob Samler Rose. Cool. Why did you choose this poem? Um, I chose this, I think, for the... I chose it for a combination of the imagery, the title, and kind of what it's what the two are doing together um guess to start off with the title is like alpha um but is as in alpha as in the greek letter also alpha male um but also um again this might be this might be like my this might be my um biblical biblical geekdom coming through but then i also think of alpha as the beginning right um and the poem being kind of a an ex uh, an examination of of this of this particular this particular man or it could even be kind of a group group of men because or not a group not a group of men as in a group of men physically standing in one place but as in a combination of various um men or masculine figures or male role models or maybe even male idols um kind of through the speakers that the speaker's drawing upon, um, whether it's through a lifetime or um, in a specific kind of moment or time period. The alpha, the alpha male is, a, is, is an archetype, right? And so archetypes are not real people. They are, they are types. And so, and so like the reality of the reality of this person, of this person being the, of this aggregate person being the beginning of being the beginning um as in in terms i want i think of it being like the beginning of oneself or the beginning of one's understanding of masculinity or the beginning of how one begins to think of one's own kind of manhood or masculinity um yeah i think this this poem is kind of quite resonant for me personally in terms of thinking about i i kind of reflect on i kind of reflect on the 
on kind of the various ideas about what it is to be masculine or what it is to be a man or what it, or what masculinity entails um and kind of the various kind of ways that i've been socialized into that um and i think of and i think of late childhood i think of uh adolescence i think of not quite fitting into fitting into what i thought the the prime man or the ideal man or the man i should be becoming should be and i think this this poem i think is it's kind of touching on that theme um that that the entire collection covers so i'm reading this from uh his collection breaking silence and i think this poem in particular brings that out um in in this in this fashion where kind of the man is not the man doesn't feel real because he's just uh he's just a collection of of um features and again i'm I'm a fan of the imagery in it i'm a fan of the imagery um the 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 tussled coiffure um not a hair out of place also mm, do black men have coiffures unless they've got like unless it's like a jerry culting or a, I think black hair in its natural state doesn't really quaff does it um no. i don't know at least like the 4c the 4c afro hair does not does not quaff in its natural form um in its natural state so there's there's a conditioning and a manipulation going on here and it's just yeah i think of i think of this whole persona being constructed and being artificial um and i think i think that poem is this i think this poem is communicating it um very powerfully for me um yeah no i think to me i'm reading this poem and i just feel very like awkward um (laughs) like i feel mad awkward uh and i think that's a big part of the point of it but like i'm Mm. always awkward when people talk about like wanting to be other people i'm like big man you're yourself there is there's no one else to to be like like no not not when it's like because he doesn't want to be like this person. He wants to be mm. this person. I yeah. think I'm like, I'm uncomfortable when it's like, I want to be, I'm like, eh, okay, cool. There's a healthy way to want to be like someone. Yes. But like when people are like, oh, I want to be this person. Then I'm like, like, that makes me feel uncomfortable. That makes yeah. me feel mad weird because it's almost, because to be someone else, that means that you don't want yourself to exist by like, by default. It's like, well, if you want to be them, that means you don't want to be yourself. Mm. Um, And so throughout this whole poem, um, I feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, you want to be him. And then you say you ache to be him. Like, yeah, that's wild to ache to be someone <laughs> is, is mad. And then like you ache to be him, him with the ripped deltoids and pecs, him with the extra leg room, him with mm-hmm. the watch and the bottle, the body cut from stone, the ache to be someone else. And then the way that he goes into, into the specifics of like what he wants of that person, it speaks to his own insecurities. Yes. Um, and, and then if you don't like the speaker, you know, the speaker does not have ripped out. <laughs> it's not ripped. Yeah. Um, it's short. Um, <laughs> like and does not have a body cut from stone like just uh and and you see the insecurities um you'd like to zip yourself into him Mm. it's weird bruv like it's weird um and it's like it is uncomfortable to tell stories of the sex you had last night as him Mm -hmm. which will be believed in his name do you know how weird that's like that's like what like and there's this there's a for me there's a sense of like 
rah, like this is very, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, this desire to to be him, to be alpha, yeah. um, to be that guy, um, is is uncomfortable. Like yeah. it's very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and he who wears everything well, who finishes first, well fed and satisfying. Mm. Um, just yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's yeah. For me, I think that's kind of my main takeaway from the poem. Is is just mm. the levels of, I don't know. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um, and it kind of speaks to like male insecurity as well. Definitely. Um, in yeah, in a very good way. Yeah, yeah. That that dis that discomfort is that that discomfort is very is very real because as a I what well, I mean you I, I was I was gonna say as a man but that you this I don't know I'm I'm guessing from what you're saying that this that this kind of thing hasn't been your experience um and I guess like it hasn't been my experience to the extent of wanting to be um a, another person or wanting to be to be this different human being to wear this skin I think I think it that 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 discomfort is very real it, i think it i wonder how much it speaks to um men generally being uncomfortable in themselves but have but wanting to have but seeming very much like not uncomfortable on the outside um you picked up on wanting to zip yourself into zip your zip yourself into him um and it's all packaging like every 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 kind of part of the when i say packaging i mean it's a it's it's a it's a facade it's all it's it's all clever um marketing um it's an illusion uh, uh and so but it seems that the speaker doesn't have the self awareness to note, to realize that this thing that he's perceiving um this this person or these people um to be because like this doesn't feel like one person it's just very very strange the thing that the speaker is perceiving i don't think the the speaker's got the self awareness to realize that it's also fake um or if the speaker does know it's fake then the speaker doesn't isn't kind of making the making the leap to be like well if it's fake then it's not real therefore nobody's like this therefore i should not try to be like this or i don't want to you know what i mean um yeah. yeah i think i think when you want to be somebody else i don't know if it's it's about it being fake but you you don't know in it like mm. especially and i i don't know when this was written but even as you kind of think of the it's proliferation the right word um but the 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 increase like the right of word. the increase of media and the increase of like images and 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 the like and all of that kind of stuff and the importance of of image like you think you know someone in it um mm-hmm. and now that we have more access to people we're sharing more of ourselves we think we know people more and more but the reality yeah. is um is is it's just it's it's not necessarily like we don't know people um yeah and just because you see what someone shows or you see a certain element of someone it doesn't mean that you actually know that person um yeah. and i think there's 
part of that going on here as well in that poem is that what they see of this image of this alpha is what they want um mm. but how much of that like how much of that is missing um and i think to me that speaks to the um when i look at the the last two lines like mm. he who wears everything well who finishes first well fed and satisfying yeah. um like after talking about to tell stories of the sex you had last night you yeah. finishes first <laughs> exactly. well fed doesn't like it feels like there's a little bit of a joke in there um yeah. and a, like like yeah reading that line that was kind of that came to mind for me um mm. like who finishes first well fed and i That's think big. there's um there's a little bit of that in here as well of the like the not knowing um the other sides of this like this person that you want to be all these things that you're seeing mm-hmm. um but you don't know everything um yeah. there's no darkness about this person really that line interpreted the way that i'm interpreting it is probably the only kind of sign of of weakness mm. um in that figure that he's perceiving in the yeah. whole poem um yeah and i think that speaks to a lot as well mm, mm, mm. yeah yeah uh so that poem is alpha by jacob samler rose fantastic and that is the podcast yo yep. we gave you our top five book recommendations mm-hmm. to get you through the winter uh yeah. we also read you poems from sharon olds and jacob sam rose mm-hmm. i read last look and gabriel read alpha yeah. the music that you're listening to in the background is by gabriel p jones follow us on twitter at yeah. sugar and dread listen uh, to pandemic us again listen to it again. yes do that yeah do that uh leave us a like uh subs- leave us leave us like us subscribe to us uh apple Podcasts. leave us a review uh we're on spotify these are stitcher uh google Podcasts. all of them ones all of them ones tell a friend to tell a friend all of that good jazz uh and we will see you man next week yes Adios.